and welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here once again, uh, and we have a bittersweet installment today in some ways, but also one that is incredibly uplifting and, and, uh, and positive in so many other ways. We have uh, the Mac of all trades, AC Mac, coming back onto the show uh, to talk about his decision to step away from pro wrestling. Um, obviously, Mac has had a, a story career uh, over the last seven years in the Southeast, uh, mainly you know holding pretty much name a title in Georgia <laughs> or Tennessee, um, and and he's probably held it or challenged for it at some point during that time span. But you know, the first action wrestling champion, uh, and of course the uh, historic. Uh, first out LGBTQ male world champion uh, in the history of pro wrestling. You know, whenever he defeated Alex Shelley for the IWTV Independent Wrestling World Title, uh, January of last year. So a lot of uh, big highs for for Mac. But you know, back in June, uh, he announced to the the Action Faithful and the pro wrestling world that you know he was going to step away. And his final match is coming up on July 16th for Naptown All Pro up in uh, Indiana um, against Rico, <laughs> Rico Gonzalez, uh, his partner, and um, challenging for the WWA Four Championship, the school that he trained at. So um, it's all coming full circle right now. And we're proud of this show to be able to, to sponsor that match, AC Max final match there. But um, you know, Mac has been a guest multiple times on the show, and I've really enjoyed our conversations. And it only felt right that if he's gonna make the decision to step away from pro wrestling, then we gotta sit him down one more time and talk to him about that decision, some of the moments in his career, and you know what's next for him, which is rather interesting and pretty damn cool, honestly, in my opinion. So, um, either way. Uh, I really enjoyed chatting with Mac and I hope that y'all enjoy listening to it here as well. So let's just jump right into that. My conversation with the Mac of all trades, AC Mac. What's up guys, guys and non-binary pals. Welcome back to LGBT in the ring. And I am very pleased to have my, as my guest this week, uh, someone who we've had on the show multiple times before. He is a history maker, the first out LGBTQ male world champion in the history of professional wrestling, the first action wrestling champion. Uh, I could go on with naming all the belts that you've held, but we'd be here for an hour <laughs> before we even get to talk to you about your decision to step away from pro wrestling at this point. Wrestling, your final match, July 16th at Naptown All Pros, the great Midwestern trend kill against a very familiar foe Enrico Gonzalez for the <laughs> WWA Forts Championship. Um, please welcome the Mac of all trades, AC Mac, back to the show. How are you Yo. doing today? What's up, man? I'm feeling great. Thank you for that. That was great. That was probably the longest intro I've ever had. <laughs> well, from somebody else. <laughs> so <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I was about to say, like, you you take your time. 
with your own. So, <laughs> uh, but no, I'm I'm so happy that we're able to have you back on the show. Um, one last time potentially here because, like I said in the intro, like, um, back in June you announced to the Action Faithful that you were stepping away from from the ring and that you yeah. were going to have your final match coming up in Indianapolis at Naptown All Pro against Rico. Um there's I feel like there's a lot to <laughs> unpack there in, in a way, but I'll I'll start <laughs> off here by asking you like what when did you kind of feel like this decision was the right one to make for yourself? Um Ooh, that's kind of hard to answer because for the past two years, I've been like wrestling with the with the fact of like, okay, is it time or what, what do you feel? There's, there was always something there since the summer of 2021. Um, and luckily for me, every time I turned around, something good was happening. So I said, well, I don't want to make any decisions right now. Let's just ride it out and see what happens. Um, and like I said, things kept happening that were really good. So I was like, all right, well, let's do this. Okay. There I'm winning this CI. All right, let's keep going. Oh, I have a title shot. We'll see what happens. Oh, I'm winning the title. Okay. All right. We'll just, <laughs> and so I, I said that when, when things calm down, I'll kind of reassess again and I uh, had a very, very long talk with Rico and he, he's known for a while too. And just, I was like, I, I can't think of a, a better time, you know, to make this decision or, or to make the announcement than now. I don't want to wait till things fizzle out or till I'm no longer at the top. And so, you know. Yeah. I mean, I can understand the, the, the feeling of wanting to go out on top. I mean, you mentioned it yeah. yourself, like kind of in the promo that you, had but I hesitate to even call it a promo because it was just like it it felt like you just you're just talking to your friends that you've made right in that yeah. building over the last five years and and um but at the same time like you know as you as you stated there not everybody gets to make that decision for themselves yeah. and and was that an important part of this too for you to like actively like no I get to decide how my story ends in this way rather than the greater um, pro wrestling miasma? I think so. I think that was one of the reasons. I don't think it was the main reason, but I, I definitely didn't want to wait until I got injured. Um, I didn't want, I don't know, I just didn't want other factors to play a role. I wanted to be able to make the decision. And honestly, I kind of wanted to go out quietly. Uh, my peers and of course, mad at action was, was like, well, no, <laughs> you, you, you can't just leave and not <laughs> say anything. Um, you know, cause my, in real life, I'm, you know, I'm very opposite of the gimmick. So I, I very much like my quiet, peaceful time. I don't like to be bothered. I, you know, I'm a homebody. So I kind of wanted to just kind of go out quietly and have people look up two, three months later and be like, wait a minute, where's Mac? What happened? I didn't mm. want to cause a ruckus. It felt like a cringe to me to have to 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 give a speech or to I didn't want to do the whole Twitter post or make the notes and all that. Uh, the photo shoot was cool. It wasn't my idea. Uh, I was just like, all right, well, 
I won't have a long caption. I'll just say thank you, pro wrestling. Um, I don't know if it's humility or the shyness. I don't know. I just, I wanted to go out and just kind of do it quietly, you know, kind of, you know, when you're a wrestler and you're building your brand, you're so focused on being in front of that camera or, or being in the spotlight and things move so fast that you have to do whatever it takes to stay relevant. And I think symbolically with me stepping away from all that, I wanted to do the, do it the opposite way of, of that a wrestler would normally do in his career, if that makes sense. So I just wanted to go out quietly, but <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> I mean, that you knew Matt happen. wasn't going to let that happen. Oh, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's interesting to hear like that desire of yours though, like, especially considering yeah. like the place that you did carve out for yourself in, in mm. the scene there, like, you know, being a major part of, you know, putting the Southeast uh, wrestling scene back on the map and the larger scope of independent pro wrestling, you know, the historic nature of that championship win against Alex Shelley at Southeast first yeah. last year. Like you've had all of these like massive, like career defining moments in a way like it's interesting to hear that you would be like nah i'm just gonna like i'm just gonna like, i'm just gonna wait till people ask like six months down the line like wait why haven't we seen mac in tyrone at all like it, i mean i'm not it's not criticizing it at all or anything like that but right it's, right it's just weird after, to hear yeah it's weird to hear but but at the same time like you know you know, in past times that that we've chatted on on this show especially whenever the the iwt uh, iwtv um life of doc came out like you you mm -hmm. got to see a bit more of of that side of yourself the side that you describe as like you know the the shy side of yourself yeah. like the more like withdrawn the opposite of ac mac i think we talked about it in terms of like tuesday night versus saturday night right yeah um like also that's one of the reasons the so in the documentary when i'm talking about the tuesday nights and i'm and i'm i'm out in my backyard and I'm talking about the anxiety and the pressure and not liking that part of it. Um, it was edited down. I, I went into great detail about what I didn't like about wrestling and how it made me and the panic attacks and stuff like that. So I guess they shaved it down because of how it looked and, you know, it, it was going against the story we were trying to tell, but I was hoping that a few people kind of read between the lines, but that that's one of the reasons why I chose to step away. I just, I got tired of that, like over overcoming or winning, I guess you could say. So that was one of the, one of the, the many reasons, but yeah, that I wanted to point that out because I tried to touch on it as much as I could in a documentary without it going South, but I wanted to at least get some of that in there. Yeah. No, I mean, and I think it's a a good thing to have included in in that as well, and and it's an honest discussion that I think a lot of people in pro wrestling should be having and be more open about having because, like, there is an element of of that, right? This element that can prey on like you know mental health in a way yeah. that is just not really conducive to continuing this for an extended period of time if you don't know how to like cope with that stuff or if you just don't even want to deal with that 
sort yeah. of stuff anymore. You know, well, like so. you don't want to deal with it. <laughs> You're like, but wait no. a minute. <laughs> No, but I th- so I think that's a vital piece of, of the documentary yeah. there. And, and and it's interesting to watch like other episodes of The Life Of and see people talk about similar things as well. Like it's not just one – it's not just you. It's not just one person. Yeah. It's this wider thing in pro wrestling. I can't – I've this is like the 205th episode of this show, right? I've talked <laughs> to like nearly 200 people on this show, and I can tell you one-to-one like all of them – have talked about like dealing with some form of like mental health struggle in just the terms of like trying to figure out where they stand in the greater pro wrestling world or facing moments and that sort of thing. It's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, I've always said this. I feel like when you're joining wrestling or when you're training, everybody always talks about like the physical pain and yes, the physical pain is there and it's a bitch. You have to deal with it. But nobody ever talked about the mental pain. And from what I've gone through and from what I've seen in others, uh, the mental pain takes a hell of a lot more of a toll on you than the physical pain. Um, that, that wasn't my entire reason for leaving, but that is a small part of it. And um, I don't know, just be kind to people because like a lot of wrestlers are going through through something a lot more than you would think and a lot of the ones that you just don't think would if that makes sense a lot of the big names that we're all cheering on and expecting to do great things they're going they're all going through some stuff so just be just be kind and be graceful i would say yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) take me back to to 2021 because you described this as being like a two-year decision kind of in the making in a way like yeah what was like was there any like specific like factor that was going on for you? Any specific thing like in terms of pro wrestling that really mm-hmm. kind of pointed you to like, okay, this may this might be time to to step away. It was it was nothing wrestling wise that was going on. Things are great. Um, I was enjoying my matches. I'm with my peers. I'm hanging out, but I would. I would just get nervous throughout the week about matches that I was having on the weekend. And at first I was like, okay, well, it's just nerves. That just means you care. That just means you're, you know, you're focused and you, you want it to go well. But over time, I don't know if I just let it slip away from me or if I just, I don't know, but the nerves grew. It grew into like, a, a lingering anxiety it grew into like a like panic attacks on the day of and I love wrestling I still do but I I didn't I didn't like feeling that way you know it's one thing to be nervous right before you go out but if you have a match on Friday and you're already worried on a Tuesday and it's kind of messing up your mood it's it's affecting how you sleep or affecting how you go about the week you know this there's a change that needs to be made something needs to happen um and i it was there i knew it was there but like i said it took about two years for me to really say you know is this just a phase like are is you are you going through something or should you end it or what's going on and like i said things kept happening that were great and i was like okay well i gotta see this through i gotta ride this out um and the whole time it it was rough 
it was rough just to have to kind of prepare for stuff and just I was having fun, but it that other stuff really kept it, it made having fun hard, if that makes sense. It made it really hard for me to kind of let go and just kind of be in the moment and just and not worry. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was around the summer of 2021, uh, like July, August. Cause I remember saying, man, I never want to feel like this again. I don't, I don't like this, but the matches were coming out great. Um, my opponents were, were great. I was having, I was wrestling bigger and bigger names, you know, Shane Taylor and ACH and Anthony Henry around that time. I'm like this, like I'm, I'm obviously doing something right. So I don't understand why I'm feeling this way. Um, and I kept trying to shake it, but for two years, yeah, it was about two years about just, uh, just like a, a funk. Well, no, I don't want to say funk, but I don't know. I'm, it's, it didn't feel, it didn't feel right. I was having fun, but there was still something there that just didn't feel right. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, it makes sense when you put it in, in those terms in a way, because mm -hmm. I, I feel like that is, I feel like that's a universally relatable thing <laughs> at times, you know? Um, and it's just, it's just so interesting to see that like that moment occur like right before, like arguably like <laughs> your biggest, biggest your, moment, your, yeah. your biggest moment in a way, yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, back in back in July, August of that year, like you didn't know you were going to be beating Alex Shelley for that for the title at that point, right? Right. right. But so there's no way you could have seen that on the horizon. But at the same time, even at that period, like you were already being like, you know, you had you had your 800 plus day reign with the action title. Action has had grown in profile partially because of you. Um. And you were kind of being like heralded as like this major star of this region that was helping to put it on the map, a major force in putting it on the map as you head into that Southeast first event. Like did any of the pressures of like those roles impact you in a way? Like have you, I don't know if you've reflected on any of that at all and not like in a um, better way, but just like how, how right. like that sort of stuff can, can do that. Right. I don't, I don't, maybe subconsciously um i've never and that's another thing when you're in the thick of it you don't reflect i know that sounds crazy but i promise you ask any wrestler they'll get it they'll understand what you're saying it's really hard to reflect when you're in the thick of it so i don't think it played a role and if it did it had to be subconsciously it had to be subconsciously it was more about like trying to stay relevant and, and making sure my wrestling style was was up to par with everybody else's with all the big names and seeing what kind of style they had and what kind of style I brought to the table and like making sure everything was good and making sure every, you know people were satisfied it was I, I feel like it was more along that those lines uh than the than the pressure from like being an ambassador for action and, and the region as a whole really mm. i think yeah no i mean it makes sense it's just you know yeah. like i understand how like sometimes those roles can can definitely like be impactful in that way and, and yeah. can induce anxiety at times so um 
so I guess like, you know, we pointed to uh, multiple different things here in, in the beginning of this conversation, but you always point to like, it's not the main reason. It's not the main reason. Yeah. What is the, what is the main reason <laughs> for you? Um, the main reason, and I tried to touch on this in, in my speech at action, but I don't have the desire to keep working hard at this or to start working even harder at this. So, and this is the main reason I got into this only for the WWE. I know that's not the cool thing to say. I know there are more options now, but the kid in me that loved the Attitude Era, that's the only place I want it to be. I don't care to go overseas. I don't care to be on the indies forever. I don't care to go to AEW. The only thing I wanted to do was to go to WWE. Now, realistically, in ring, they're looking for 21-year-old super athletes, right? I'm a 30-year-old who is not a super athlete. <laughs> I am a theater kid. Now, does that mean it's impossible for me to get signed? And, and and work there as a wrestler? No, it's not impossible. But that means that I would have to work, in order to get there, I would have to work about four or five times as hard than what I'm doing now, commit my life even more to get there. And that's not even guaranteed to be a star. That's just to get signed. You know, so many of my peers have gotten signed. So now I get to see what it took, you know, you get to see how obsessed with it you have to be. And to work that much harder and to commit my life more, I said, do, I asked myself, do you want to do that? At this point in your life, do you want to do that to get to the WWE? And the answer was no. I don't want to do all of that to get there. Not at this point in my life. Maybe if I was 19 right now, yes. But at this point in my life, I don't want to do all of that to get there and that, and then I said okay well well now what because if that was the only place you want to go and you you know what it takes to get there and you don't want to do that now you're just in the way for people who really really do want to who still do want to get there who do enjoy this and who who do want to work hard um so it was nothing negative it you know I still love wrestling I still watch it every night now it's on every night <laughs> <laughs> I still watch it but I don't know I just I felt like I'm just wasting space if if I'm not like truly truly giving it my all and with having all those accolades and becoming the first openly gay world champion and being the highest ranked independent wrestler on the PWI, like it's only down from there. So I was like, well, <laughs> that, that was my peak. That was my peak. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but that, you know, that was my peak. And if I no longer have the desire to work hard, I'm just kind of just here, just kind of, you know, so just spinning the wheels in a way. Yeah. Just spinning the wheels. Right. And I don't, I don't want to, continue doing that i don't want to risk damaging the reputation and the work that i have put in um and also i do want to tackle other things in life um and i can't do that if i'm giving my all to pro wrestling mm. so 
Um, in a way, I felt guilty because there were so many people that were expecting me to, you know, get signed to be on TV. They were expecting even bigger things. And I was too, you know, but I don't know, getting this close to it and seeing what it takes to get there. Now that I've conquered, I get conquered the Indies. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to give more of my life to this. Not in a bad way. I, you know, I don't, I'm not coming down on wrestling. I still, you know, I still love it, but I'm, I'm tired already. So you're telling me I have to work four or five times as hard, even more just to get, no, no. Yeah. I know that sounds so bad, but it's just the truth. I was, I'm, I was being a hundred percent honest with myself, you know? So. I mean, to me, it doesn't sound bad. It sounds like you recognizing like what you want out of your life now at 30, as opposed to when yeah. you got into this, you know, in your early 20s, you know, like I feel like priorities change and shift so much for yeah. people as they continue to to grow and, and get older in times. And like it makes sense now because like, you know, just from just from like what. I know about about you and not to like delve too far into like the, the personal side of stuff there, but like, you know, you have a relationship, you have like family, you have like all this other stuff around you now that, um, you know, wasn't all of that wasn't necessarily there at the beginning. And so like it wasn't like yeah. and, and not to put not trying to put like words in your mouth or anything like that, but like <laughs> things things change, you know, priorities change, change yeah. over time. So like it makes sense that like, you know, if I have to work four to five times harder than I'm already doing, like Yeah. yeah and like, have it, a full time job. And yes. it was it's just a lot. Yeah, yeah. And it's it can and what I'm saying is that it can be done. So to whoever's watching this or whoever's listening to this, it can be done. You just have to realize if, if this is what you want, you, it can be done. It's, it's not impossible. But if you know your time is divided, if you know you have other interests, if you know what it takes and, and you're just kind of like, like you said, spinning the wheel, then you're just in the way. You're just in the way. And a lot of my friends who are signed are miserable. <laughs> I won't name any names. I won't name any names. But I'm 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 sitting here. I'm I'm like, I would have to quit my job, go all in on pro wrestling, work four or five times as hard just to get to the promised line, promised land, and still be annoyed at XYZ, still be miserable. I was like, man. This is scary. <laughs> <laughs> Did those conversations scary. like kind of shape this a little bit for you in a way? Because like you know, knowing people that have been signed to like the big the big companies, like yeah, and still hearing that they're still dealing with the same stuff, um, even yeah. though they've dedicated their life to pro wrestling in that yeah, way. Yeah, like, yeah. did that kind of color this a little bit for you too? <laughs> I'm sure it did. I, I never had like an aha moment like, oh, dang, I talked to four of them and they're all, it was never that. It's just kind of over time, you know, you you hear things and you're like, oh, damn, you know, you're in the gym twice a day. You know, you 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 eat, sleep and breathe this. You're obsessed with this and you get there and you're you're unhappy. Uh, that played a role, I'm sure. Reading Daniel Bryan's book, he dropped a book after he main evented mania and mm -hmm. so it was a few years uh, a while back and the very last page of the book he says people always ask me was it worth it 
missing the birthdays, missing your family, missing life, basically, to make it to the big leagues and, and, and close out the granddaddy of them all. They always ask, was it worth it? And his answer was no. <laughs> it was just <laughs> simply no. And that's how the book ends. Hmm. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so I'm sure all these little nuggets kind of played a role. And there, and there are plenty of more reasons, of course, why I made the decision. But that was the main one. Um, just if you're not willing to, to give your all to this, then you're not, it's not going to work. Pro wrestling is, it's a very delicate business. It's a cruel business. Uh, and it's a fun business. It's a great business. It's all of the above, but the only way it works is if you are giving 110% at all times. And the minute you're not willing to do that, then you need to have a conversation with yourself. And that's what I did. Knowing that like WWE was like the only goal for you in yeah. this, like and reflecting, do you ever like sit back and kind of reflect back on like the NXT appearances and just kind of did that play any kind of role in like the thought process there in a way? What do you mean? Like in terms of like, you know, you had like the the NXT appearance, um, yeah. or kind of like a number a couple of years, a few years ago, and like, I don't know, like, did that, whenever you had that, was there, like, this idea, like, okay, I'm I'm close to this in a way, and then, like, over the years, like, kind of not getting that, seeing that, like, kind of turn into something WWE-related for you, like, was that something that kind of came up in your mind in the process of making this decision? Um... I guess so. Subconsciously, again, yeah. I never reflect. I don't think I reflected on that and and thought, oh, I wasted an opportunity. Like, oh, I'm not going to get that again, so let me stop. I didn't think about it that way. Um, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't say that. If anything, it did make me feel closer. Yeah, I, you know, going down there and just seeing how professional it was and seeing how how many lights they had and, and cameras everywhere. I, I love the setup. Oh, as a theater kid and as, as a minor in film and video and at, and at Georgia State and just to see how everything moved, the production side of things, I was so excited. Um, so I think if anything, it just, it kind of reiterated that this is the only place I want to be. Um, and it probably made me frustrated uh with the indies a bit uh just because of the lack of production and, and it's not their fault i know that it's it that was just me kind of like being exposed to something and then wishing everything you know was that way <laughs> so i think it played a role in that but i don't know no, i don't think it played a role in the decision i don't think so mm. maybe it'll be a different answer uh months from now now that i've like removed from wrestling and had time to reflect but no i don't think so mm. well since you are kind of taking time to reflect a little bit now before you <laughs> like leave the ring wholeheartedly on july 16th um what what do you find yourself reflecting on the most like what what moments or memories kind of pop up for you Ooh. um and I was telling uh, Rico and Angels just the other day, uh, those early years, so, well, I was only here for seven, but 
once once we got out of the four and we started branching out and like doing shows every Friday or every weekend, there was one on on a Friday, and I won't mention the name because I don't want to <laughs> because we we were so shitty to them. We were so you know the venue wasn't great, the crowd wasn't great, but we had so much fun. In hindsight, looking back on it, we had so much fun. I was there with all my friends. It was me, Angels, Tommy Maserati, and Austin Theory just every week going there. And we were so embarrassed that we were working there. We were so, we thought we were better than them and just elitist, just very like, oh, we shouldn't be here. But at the time, that was the only place, you know, giving us work on a weekly basis outside of the school. Um, and all we ever talked about was how we couldn't wait to get out of there and get signed and at this place and all that. But looking back on it, I enjoy those nights being able to go out there, uh, and try new things. You were with, I was with my closest friends in wrestling. Um, we got to eat out afterwards. I don't know. It was just great. I really missed that, you know, out of everything that I've done, I missed that the most. And I made a joke. Um, I forgot who I was talking to, but they always say you can either make money or you can make friends in this business. And I guess I chose to make friends. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, in a heartbeat, I would go back to that in, in my wrestling career before anything else. So. Do you feel like that, 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 that kind of one-two option there is something, especially like, focusing on like the making friends part, do you feel like that's something that gets kind of lost in the grind aspect of, of pro wrestling in a way? Like people um, are so focused on like getting to this goal that they set for themselves that sometimes like relationships don't have a time to really like form if that, if, if yeah. that focus is placed. I do think so. I, I do think we, it's, kind of a negative connotation to it. I, I do think we should spend more time cultivating the relationships. Uh, Rico did a, a seminar uh, with Dom and Koo, uh, and Dom and Kevin Koo, and Kevin mentioned something about, you know, when you're in the thick of this, you need to, your, your friends, you need to keep them close because you're going to have dark moments, you're going to have dark times, and they're going to be the ones that kind of like motivate you and keep you going. And then the roads are going to flip, you know, they're going to have dark times and you have to be there for them. And um, I was so glad he mentioned that because it's a seminar, right? You think you're going to be in there doing drills. You think you're going to, and they were, but him mentioning that is kind of like one of those unwritten rules. Nobody ever says that. Nobody ever mentions it, but he was 100, well, is 100% right. Um, you got to keep your friends close. It's a rough business. You're, you're, you're losing money. You're, you're traveling, you're away from home. You're, you're in pain. You have, you're working either part-time or full-time. You got a relationship that's been strained because you're always away. So, you know, your friends are, they're, they're a huge, huge part of this. Um, once again, it wasn't something I realized in the thick of it, but now that I can look back, I'm like, damn, like, your friends really make the journey. So I don't think it should be either or money or friends. I, I think, 
I think you guys all should grind together. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can get behind that. Yeah, I can certainly get behind that. <laughs> but it, it is something that I think can get get lost in in that desire to keep advancing, and and it's yeah. a, a really unfortunate that that, that happens because I feel like. Especially like you talk about like the early years of like going to places where you just feel like you're above it in a way or just like, you know, these spots where it's just like it's the only place that we can work, even though we all like have this like, like turned up nose attitude towards it in a way. But, <laughs> right. like, but like whenever you're in like those like shitty environments, <laughs> like that's that's the kind of stuff that can really build like strong bonds. Like obviously I don't have that in like a wrestling context. I've never stepped into a ring. I, that's not my thing. But like. You know, when I lived in Atlanta, I used to do the 48 hour film festival all the time there. Yeah. And I feel like the, my my closest friends that I have now that are still out on the East Coast are the ones that I was like in the trenches, like drinking too many fucking Red Bulls and staying up far too late yeah. into the night mm -hmm. to get like a five minute short film done um, year after year after year there. And like it feels like those sort of like trying environments really um, they're not the only way, but they contribute to uh, that, that ability to form bonds with other people. Yeah. 100%, 100%. And I went, and it's so funny because I, you know, I went to college and I've had that situation for other aspects and other things that I've done. And I know that to be true, but even knowing that and believing that, I didn't realize it while I was wrestling, if that makes sense. Like you're in the trenches and you're in these shitty places and you're building these bonds, but you don't even realize how strong you're building these bonds. You don't even realize that you're, you're crafting the good old days now as it's happening. And then when it's over or when it's too late and you're looking back and you're like, oh damn, like I, I should have realized that then. So it was great though. I, I mean, I don't, I don't really have any regrets. I, I'm still close with all of those guys that I just mentioned. Um, uh, I was able to make history. And the one thing that I love, I was able to find the love of my life here. And, you know, so I I look at it as a, a shit ton of pluses that pro wrestling has, has given me. So, and if I can't give pro wrestling my all, you know, it's it's time. I think that's fair. <laughs> I think that's fair. And I'll still be around too. Oh yeah. I have to like I have to tell people I'm not like ghosting pro wrestling. First of all, <laughs> my boyfriend still wrestles. I'm definitely gonna be supporting him. Um there's a, a few promotions that have asked if you know if I would be down to commentate every now and then. One hundred percent. Yes, I love wrestling. So I'm I'll I'll still be around. Um, I, I love going to mania every year, so I'll be around for mania week for sure. Like I'm not going anywhere. I'm just not going to be in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I feel like you, even if you don't want to be in the ring, like there's like, there's always a connection there and finding a way to like feed that connection is, is a healthy yeah. thing. Right. Yeah. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to LGBT in the Ring. I'm just going to take a quick break here to let you know uh, ways that you can support the show. 
and say thank you to some very rad people that help make this show uh, as amazing as it is. Um, first off, if you would like to support the show, we are on Patreon now, patreon.com slash LGBT ring pod, multiple tiers there for everyone that feels so moved to support this show. We've got numerous uh, patron benefits over there, uh, including bonus shows that are going to be coming out on monthly uh, round table of those sort of things. So uh, definitely go over and check us out uh, again, patreon.com slash LGBT ring pod. Every single dollar that is uh, pledged there to support the show is very, very humbling. And we thank you. We also have a, a merch store over on Brainbuster Tees. Go to brainbustertees.com and search LGBT in the ring. Uh, you got t-shirts, tank tops, all kinds of good stuff. And, you know, always looking at some new things as well. But uh, definitely check us out on Brainbuster Tees there as well. You can follow the show on social media as well. We're everywhere um, that we have accounts. We're at LGBT RingPod. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, co-host, <laughs> Mastodon, whatever. We're there. Uh, so follow the show there. You can follow me at WonderboyOTM on uh, Twitter and Instagram as well. We also want to give a huge thank you to Sarah and the Safe Word for the show's theme, uh, Formula 666, from the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band, or you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp. Another great way to support the show uh, is over at independentwrestling.tv. Check out IWTV for the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, including live events from top independent promotions worldwide. You can use our code LGBTRingPod or visit uh, the URL, tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT. And uh, whenever you, uh, as long as you use that code to open your account and keep that active, we get a kickback from IWTV. So your subscription to watch all the great wrestling that we talk about on this show uh, goes to support the show as well. Thumbs up there. Of course, if you want to read more of my pro wrestling writing, you can check out outsports.com. And if you are into video games, I also co-host a video game news uh, Twitch stream every Monday at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. It's called the Mr. Video Game Super Show. Um, I co-host that with uh, two dear friends and Twitch streamers, uh, Slacker Kite and Lady Merwin. Um, just run through the, the week's gaming news or we throw on a game and play and just have fun and be dumb. It's, it's great. But uh, you can check that out every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific over at twitch.tv slash deadsunentertainment, sun like the star. With that said, let's get back to the show. Talk to me about the promo. Talk to me about like the conversation you had with the action audience back in June. Like that seemed like obviously like you said it, like it was harder than you thought it was going to be. Yeah. In the ring. Yeah. Like, what was that? Just kind of go through like the thought process and like what you were feeling in the ring as you were kind of letting all these people that have been following you for so many years know yeah. that, like, you know, that was it. That's where all the guilt came in because I didn't know what I was going to say, but I knew 
going into it that I wasn't sad. I was, I was very happy because I sat with this decision for a minute. You know, I was thinking about it for a minute and I was able to do it on my terms. I was able to 100% say, okay, are you sure? Like, boom, okay, here we go. So I wasn't sad, but going out there and seeing those faces um, of the people, like I said, who were looking up to me, there was a guy who named, uh, named his newborn after me, his middle name. Oh, wow. There were, yeah, it was a, it was a lot of that, you know? Um, and they, you could tell like before I even announced it or said anything, you could just see it in some of their faces and that's what made me break down because I'm like, oh, this is, like you said, it's harder than I thought it'd be. I thought I was going to come out here and and just kind of basically explain why, but I, I kept mouthing the words, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to, to people because they thought that, you know, I, one of the guys said you were supposed to beat MJF. You were the one that was supposed to beat him. And I just <laughs> felt so bad because, like, it sounds like a joke, but these there were a few people who genuinely thought that was next for me. Um, they wanted, you know, they supported me since day one. So they, they wanted to see me get rewarded for the hard work that I did put in. I feel like I have been rewarded, but to them, they feel like I'm, I'm owed more. And for that, I felt guilty because I, I do not want to give anymore. You know, that's, so it was rough. Um, guilt was, like I said, guilt was the, the biggest thing that I felt. Um, somebody yelled out, you know, do your intro one last time. And I was like, oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't even think about that. Like, oh, what a perfect <laughs> way to end this. Yeah. I just I felt like I was out there like rambling and, and trying to like defend myself and justify the decision and, I still haven't watched it back. I, I don't even want to, but being in the thick of it, like in that moment, I felt like I was rambling, but I don't know. It felt, it felt long as hell. It felt, <laughs> it felt very awkward to be in that building and in that ring on the microphone and not be myself or BAC Mac, I should say, you know, it felt weird to not be in character, to not, be amped up for a match and just kind of talk to them directly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely like the emotion came through in yeah. that for sure. And like, it was, it was awesome. Like seeing like that intro in that building one more time um, in a way, you know, like yeah. it was just, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's synonymous with that. building. Yeah. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> And like what stood out to me was like, you know, like the the chants that were going on like there as well. Like there was like one guy that just kept chanting, you're the champion over and over yeah. again. And like um, and then the moments that you have with the like not just the people in the ring, you know, with with Matt, with Ashton, with uh, Alan, with uh, with Rico. Um, but then like the, all the moments you had with the fans around the ring as well and, you know, letting like seeing the emotion on their faces and embracing you and and that sort of thing and 
the one particular moment that just has stuck with me and then you don't have to go into like anything of like the conversation that happened there but like yeah. seeing the image of like that the the like i see matt like pull you to the side near the end and there's like one child with a, you know their parent or or someone there in like the corner by the by the commentary staging yeah and there he's just he's just weeping and, and you're over there you go over there and sit down oh with him. i didn't know they caught that on camera yeah that was on camera yeah like they, i they, didn't know they showed that yeah like that that moment really you're over there just like comforting him and and you know like that speaks to the power that pro wrestling has for yeah. for people in a way like and like i said I, you don't have to go into any of the conversation there that can be incredibly private also you know that I just wouldn't like want to ask you to go into that, but like in that, like what did that moment mean, mean to you? Did that help the, to, to basically have like, have to comfort <laughs> him in, in that? Moment? It was, I was su surprised because we as wrestlers, we have like, um, uh, the name is escaping me. Uh, uh, something syndrome. No. Oh, I'm forgetting the name, but it's like, like parasocial. We... No, no. Okay, it's like where you don't believe. Oh, imposter uh, syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Yes. Yeah. Imposter Very syndrome. familiar with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like surprised when something good happens, or surprised when people express how much they support and love you, and, and things like that. So when we get big reactions or when something like that happens, like I know him that, you know, that's Matt's son. And I, I know he's told me a hundred times that I'm his favorite wrestler, but like, for some reason, it just doesn't, you know, I guess you don't think about it or it doesn't connect. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But when you see moments like that, you're like, Oh shit. You're like, you, you were for real. Like this is, you really do feel that way. And so, I don't know. It was so shocking for me. And I, again, I felt bad. I felt guilty. So, and, and I don't mind sharing the conversation. I was just trying to assure him that like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not moving. I'm, you know, I'll still be here. I'm still hanging out. You, I just won't be in the ring. That didn't make it better, but <laughs> I, I was, <laughs> that's what that, that conversation was. I was just trying to assure him that, you know, I'm not disappearing. You know, I just had had to make a decision for myself. I'll still be around, but yeah. But yeah, imposter syndrome for sure. A lot of us, a lot of us have it. A lot of us have it to where we don't believe our hype or we we don't necessarily understand the impact or our impact um and we also feel that it can be taken away at any moment it like somebody just sweeping the rug out you know uh that I, I felt that way during my reign too as, as world champion i was like is this real like it just i don't know it felt surreal it felt like everybody was ribbing me like ah he thinks he's a champ you just wait <laughs> like that, that's what it felt like but no it was real it happened it, you know you can't take that away but yeah, a lot of a lot of us have that. I, I've thought that was interesting. Yeah. Mm. 
I'm so glad you mentioned it. Oh <laughs> yeah, no, like I, I said, not thinking a word. <laughs> <laughs> Trust, it's very real to me. <laughs> I understand wholeheartedly. Um, you you mentioned like you know the, these feelings of, of guilt for like you know not like like continuing on in like what the fans eye as like what they want to see you do but in that moment whenever you're going around to everyone and like seeing the 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 love that you're receiving from from that audience in that moment you know and yeah. and to see the emotion on everybody's faces does, does that hit you in terms of like the impact that you've had not just on like them on an individual level but um also just like the greater sense like the region because like you said when you started like seven years ago you had one place that you could go work that was yeah shitty in your words <laughs> <laughs> and now not just atlanta but the southeast as a whole is thriving so much more um partially because of what you have done to put a spotlight on it. Obviously it's not just you, it's like you and Jaden Newman and Eric Roy right, and right, Alan right. Angels and Anthony Henry and Adam Priest. Adam fucking priest. Um <laughs> that I yeah. Can't ever get down with Roll Tide, but Adam Priest is a fucking machine. Um <laughs> Yes he is. Yes he is. I love it. I yeah. love him. Yeah. <laughs> but like in that in, did you ever like Maybe not in the moment when you're out there, but like whenever you go backstage, like do you feel a moment where like there's a lot of love being expressed towards me? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, definitely afterwards. Uh we didn't tell anybody beforehand. The speech wasn't on the card, nobody really knew. Um, but yeah, going around and, and speaking to everybody and I was I remember saying thank you. I'm sorry to almost every fan that you know I hugged or shook their hands afterwards. And uh, a lot of them uh expressed, you know, how much they liked me as a wrestler, they liked what I did. They a lot of them called me a good role model. A lot of them asked me, Are you sure? Are you sure? Like it was a it was a lot of different things, but all of it all together really made me kind of take a step back and say wow like this is pretty cool like you I don't know I just did not realize the impact it's just not something you think about even they can chant my name to the cows come home and I'm still like man did I do a good job or man I hope they liked it or what are we really doing like is this reaching anybody we all have those questions but and I don't know the, the, that moment speaking to all of them that was like a reminder or a or a confirmation that no 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 you you did the damn thing and we're we're proud of you we're happy like you know we we support you and what you've done and what you've represented has helped us so it's just it's weird to accept in the best way possible but it's just like really me you just we feel like regular you know regular people i don't know it's weird but <laughs> i definitely yeah. noticed that's for sure yeah good i'm i'm glad to hear that because i <laughs> i feel like that's something that you that you that you should have noticed there's a lot of of love coming your way not just from the people in that yeah. building but like so many others since that announcement oh yeah oh yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah 
uh, social media, family, friends, um, people I've never met before, people I didn't even know were wrestling fans. It's it's crazy. It that that weekend was insane. Mm. So, how important was it for you to have your last match in action be against Rico? Um, the most important. It was uh, top priority. Um, and I told Rico, this is what I want to do. Um, I wanted, I wanted it to be a surprise so that the mystery show was a perfect excuse to have the match because I didn't want anybody to be like, oh, okay, well, obviously they're booking it because they're together and blah, blah, blah. I didn't want any of that. And I didn't want to have to like tweak any stories to make it make sense. So I love that it was a surprise on the mystery show. Um, I wanted that to be my last match. I I wanted to put Rico over. And if Matt disagreed, I was fully prepared to not listen and still put him over. <laughs> and I what I wanted to do was uh to make it for a spot in the Scenic City tournament. Um, and that way he goes over and then that's how he gets in. And they were like, no, 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 we, we want to save him for next year and this and that. And then turns out that yep. <laughs> my best friend was like, oh, I can't make it. And then look who gets put in. So it's just funny how it all worked out. But it was it was 100% my decision to say, hey, Matt, this is what I'm thinking about. I'm I'm ready to be done. And he said, well, what do you want to do? How do you, you how do you want to do this? I said, I want my last match to be Rico. There was no pushback. It, you know, it was. I don't think I would have accepted anything else, to be honest. I, I'm usually not like that, but I wanted to put my foot down. And we had never had an official match at a promotion before. And I knew if I, I didn't want to retire and not be able to wrestle my man at least once. So <laughs> <laughs> I can understand that. Yeah, it Sorry, was one hundred percent top. Yeah, my bad. I was just gonna say it was one hundred percent top priority. <laughs> I don't know, no, no bad or anything like that. Like it was just like that match was it was wild. Lived up to expectation. <laughs> like, Thank you. Know. you. <laughs> Thank you. And um, I I think a fitting a fitting way, even though people didn't know it at the time, for like your kind of swan song at action, and, yeah. in a way, you know, because like I mean, let's face it, like who else was there for you to to try and triumph over right like you've that like you've been like the face of that company for so long now even now that people yeah. so like other people are, have held the the championship like it's still like you still have like this synonymous affiliation with action and you know like yeah. people like like Adam Priest and Anthony Henry are, are starting to become that now yeah. as well um, which is, you know, great for action, but like it really felt like a a, a moment of, um, you know, now knowing the context of it now, like, looking back on it, it's like Rico, <laughs> was, Rico was still going to be here. Rico is yeah. like on the come up in this company. Like it only makes sense for him to beat the face of the promotion in a way <laughs> as he continues that journey. Um, like it was, a, it was really, really awesome to see and set up perfectly for your actual final match coming up uh, yeah. in Indianapolis well, against him. So I was supposed to be done by now. 
Oh, okay. I was supposed to be done, but my last match was like a surprise thing at a show here against uh, somebody who, well, Stephen DeWall, he's one of the A4 kids, and he's coming up now, and no offense to him, but my career had no interaction with him. Like, he had no, we had never done anything, and so a lot of my friends were like, well, that's going to be your last match. Why? And I was just trying to finish up with everybody properly. I wasn't really worried about like, oh, my match has to be special and blah, blah, blah. I just, I just wanted to be done. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think the week before that happened, um, Rico came to me and he was like, well, you know, I don't, I don't have an opponent at Naptown. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. And we reached out to J-Rose and uh, they were like, duh, of course we'll have this. Yes, let's go. Let's go. Let's, I'm making the fire right now. And I was like, okay, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I haven't done the speech yet. So like, <laughs> don't, don't say anything. But yeah, it just, it just worked out perfectly. And I don't, I want to go up there and I want to have fun. I don't want to have any, you know, any pressure, any anxiety or anything like that. I just want to go boss to the walls with, with my man. <laughs> yeah. Like, obviously there's a lot of significance there, but with stepping into the ring with Rico again to finish off yeah. your, your career, but also the fact that this match is for the WWA four title, like that is How like is that? so perfect in a way, not just because that's where you train, that's where you have like the closest relationships that you have in pro wrestling out of that school, yeah. out of that fucking <laughs> warehouse <laughs> Oof. building over Oof. there. It is hot. I, yeah, I can imagine. Oh. I, I know. <laughs> yeah. But like, and it's also the first, first championship I've ever won. Yeah. So I, I think it's very beautiful to to go out the same way I came in and to fucking beat my boyfriend <laughs> doing that. <laughs> so how, yeah. how gratifying has it been to see like the the footprint of WWA four grow over the last obviously it's definitely been there for a while you know with all the right. various people that have been trained but like them like starting their thursday night streams now and the and the new kids that are coming through that school yeah. being able to to put their names out there like not just rico but you have people like you know Eddie draven teriyaki jay yeah. um like all these people that are admittedly i always like i was talking to creeps a, a few weeks ago about this very nice. thing and, and they were just like <laughs> We were all just in agreement. Like them, WWA four kids are fucking crazy. <laughs> like, some of the shit they yes. try. <laughs> they they are crazy. They have always been crazy. Uh, <laughs> the reputation is there. Uh, it's it's insane. Fox is a very a throw you in the fire kind of teacher. Mm -hmm. And from the outside looking in, a lot of people disagree with it. A lot of people are like, oh, I, I, that doesn't work. But it's it, it works clearly <laughs> by how many how many shows they put on, how many wrestlers he's trained that are successful now and are, are, are making money doing this, making history on TV. Uh, there's a wrestler named Saeed. He uh, told me one day, he was like, you guys are like the X-Men. It's so many of y'all. Y'all all out here doing the damn thing. I 
just thought that was the coolest thing. I was like, <laughs> I always refer to us as that now. So um, mm. they're all doing crazy things. They're, they all understand, you know, the independent scene. They all know what they're getting themselves into. Um, they're all excited. They're all hungry. Um, I'm there almost every week uh, supporting my man and supporting the show and just hanging out, you know, with friends and stuff. And it's just, it's amazing the the talent that's there that's always been there and it's amazing what they put on and you know I'm seeing things that I didn't see with us so it truly truly is growing um and I, I love to see that I I love to see it they yes I could go on and on for days but <laughs> I yeah I truly truly do believe that they're great i like i agree with you like it's it's some like it's super exciting stuff to watch and it just kind of like speaks to the the power that school still has and and who they train and put out there like it's just really awesome to see um still checking them out still checking them out (laughs) hell yeah they are hopefully they're not stopping anytime soon (laughs) no not at all (laughs) not at all well Mac, there were two moments that I wanted to ask you about because I don't know when I'm going to get the chance to talk to you again, obviously, yeah. as, you know, stepping away from the ring and everything. Oh, yeah. I know you're here, but there's two moments that now that I, since I have you here that I want to yeah. ask you about. Um, one, Big Gay Brunch in Los Angeles. What was, <laughs> like, I have to ask you about, like, that moment in with uh, with Susan Green. Um <laughs> oh my gosh i don't think they told her what was supposed to happen they Mm -hmm. they, i don't think they told her that you know max gonna interrupt he's gonna come on do his intro and blah blah blah. so all of that was just on the fly um (laughs) i'm looking at effie he's looking at me he's just like i don't know (laughs) so you're telling me you weren't supposed to get clocked by susan green no, no. <laughs> and I get in her face and I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, damn, I guess the only way, you know, the only way out of this is you got to hit me now. We got to do something. We're right here. And before I can even finish that thought, she's like, okay. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And I, and I was like, oh, damn, like I, I didn't get to do my intro. <laughs> <laughs> we're first we're live it's a great show and then um i was just like oh well i'm winning i'll just do my intro after <laughs> <laughs> oh it was so fun i love being out in la that was my first i've done prestige out there but they're kind of on the outskirts of la i didn't really get to like experience the city but we were out there for a whole week and we did everything we were big tourists yeah. We did our shows. We went to main, both Nice Mania and Raw. We we lived it up. Spent way too much money, but we lived <laughs> it up. And I I loved LA. We went to this really really nice restaurant on Malibu Beach. Like we thought we were the Kardashians, and we definitely. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna do it, we, do it right, right? Exactly, exactly. So 
I enjoyed it. What a fun! It was a fun show. <laughs> <laughs> it's just interesting because, like, it seemed like that whole thing was scripted from like an outside point of view. Because I was at the show, like, I was in the crowd, and I was like, "Oh, this uh -huh. makes sense." Like Susan Green, like the legend, they're gonna introduce her. And then, of course, pompous ass AC Max would come out <laughs> and get in her face. <laughs> Like, I don't, I truly, truly don't think anybody told her because she, she wouldn't <laughs> be in the ring or anything. I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> but those are always the best moments. Those are, so Rico told me this one uh, a few weeks ago and it's, it's been sitting on my mind forever. He was like, uh, you, you know, you know, you're a, you're an on the fly guy. You just don't know it. Mm. And I was like, oh, God, no, I don't want to go out there and just not know what I'm doing. That is not me at all. And but the more and more I thought about it, a lot of my favorite moments were stuff that was just unplanned matches that were unplanned segments like that, that were unplanned storylines that just kind of like organically became a thing. And I was like, damn, you you're right, babe. I think I think I was a on the fly wrestler and went through my whole career not knowing. <laughs> well, speaking of on the fly, the other moment I wanted to ask you about ICW No Holds Barred. What like okay, obviously like you know that I, I understand you see you shaking your head right now. <laughs> um Oof. obviously that moment uh definitely out of <laughs> the comfort zone in a way um yeah. being there uh all the way not all, not yeah. way, all the way all the way <laughs> like, uh. what was that experience like for you to like deal or, like not deal with but like interact with the icw crowd and like be in the chains and obviously like you had the match yeah. with cruel that you know was you know, cruel just squashed you and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. there which is you know awesome match uh for for the minute that it lasted <laughs> but but like there's so much about like it, it felt like you know back in in action remember those like peak heel az mac like it felt yeah. like that moment kind of pulled out from like those few years ago and put right in the middle of newark new jersey where you were like constantly in larry legend's face you are yeah. like constantly antagonizing danny and the crowd just will not shut up <laughs> like, that was that was such a beautiful moment and that that was an everything just kind of I don't want to say fell into place everything worked because I I got to be heel again I love being heel uh the heel AC Mac doesn't want to be there but my friends and family who truly know me and know that I am the 100% opposite of a deathmatch wrestler. <laughs> they were all watching and they knew I didn't want to do it. And so it just, it worked out because I'm the chicken shit heel. You got this big ass monster baby face who's coming for the crown. Um, a lot of people were genuinely upset that it was a squash. But to me, it, it made the most sense. It, it was a fun story to tell. You go out there and have a, a longer promo than you do a match, uh, be able to get them all riled up. Uh, and I'm I'm a chicken shit heel who's scared of death matches. And you have a <laughs> monster who loves death matches. And I also, in real life, don't want to do any of that shit. So, yes, a squash match made perfect sense all the way around, both kayfabe and shoot. It just, it just worked. 
I it was a I love the environment. I love how everything is like intimate and right on you. Um I remember making my entrance and there I don't think I've ever seen that much glass before. Mm. They had they were sweeping and cleaning the ring, but like the the floor, your the ramp the ringside it's just it's just engulfed in glass and tacks it's like there's nowhere to walk uh we had two finishes planned he said i'll either give you my boy or i'll choke you out um and as we're out there having the math you look at the ring and i'm just like they swept but there's just nowhere to put anything, you know? So I'm like, yeah. I, I really, really hope you choke me out because I don't want to take a bump on this shit. <laughs> it was, it was insane. I, I love watching it. I don't, I don't want to be in it. It's, it's a very cool element to be in. Uh, everybody's bleeding. Everybody's drinking it, blood, you know, the glass is there. It's just, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. I would have loved to do commentary that night and not <laughs> to have been in a in a match. And um, but like I said, everything was aligned. Everything made sense. And I knew I knew a few months into my reign that we didn't know who was gonna take it. My vote was Alec Price. I wanted it to go to Alec Price, who's the hottest thing going, still still is the hottest thing going. Um but I know uh, Jerry wanted to put the belt in the death match scene because that's what's over. That's what's hot. That's what's selling. So I get it. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, but why do I have to lose it in a death match? <laughs> why can't the next person just take it to, uh, you know, to ICW and do other things? But this, <laughs> this, this was our compromise. <laughs> so every everything about it makes sense. Um, I was not upset in the slightest. I was excited um, because I love Cruel. Um, he's another one that's like, he works full time. He's got a, a full family and he's grinding. He is out here and he wants, he wants to be out here. He wants to be on every single show he can be. And so somebody like that, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm perfectly fine with you winning the belt because it makes sense. You want it. You're grinding. Um, I forgot where I was going, but that. <laughs> it was a, <laughs> well, it was it also, he keeps moment. it in the Southeast, too. Yes. Keeps it in the Southeast. So I'm, I'm here for that. Like, they were all <laughs> they were all laughing at me when I lost it, but we still winning. So. Exactly. <laughs> I'm here for that. I'm here for that. I will say for for only swinging a light tube once in your career, you you swing it pretty well. Oh, that was the second time. Oh, second time. Okay. I must have missed the first time then. It was with MV Young down in Florida for Fest. Oh, okay. Okay. It was a a no-ring bar fight, which, damn, that's another example of something that was really on the fly. And I had a blast. We went all outside. I suplexed him in like this puddle. It was it was ridiculous, but it was a lot of fun. And God, I wish somebody would have told me that a year and a half in that, you know, you're really a on the fly guy. I feel like I would have gone about it a different way. It's not a regret, but it's just like one of those vision is 2020 in hindsight, you know? Yeah. 
I I think I I would have let my inner Effie <laughs> fly, you know. <laughs> oh, regardless of all that stuff, AC, it's been wonderful to watch you over the last seven Thank years you. and to see Thank what you. you have accomplished, not just for yourself, but for the entire LGBTQ community and and continuing to raise the profile of our community within the sport of pro wrestling. That's crazy. That's so crazy to hear. <laughs> Thank you. No this, and this won't be the last time. We'll, we'll do this again. I'll oh, be yeah. around. So I, it's it's a bittersweet, but it, it needed to happen. It needed to happen. And there was no, and no point in dragging it out and making the whole thing. So mm-hmm. I feel like I made the right decision and just hearing you lift out all these things it's just it's crazy to hear and it makes me it makes me very very proud no i i can completely understand why and i'm always here and glad <laughs> to do it for you yes i got it like that's one way to fight that imposter syndrome it's just like have somebody on speed i'll just tell you all the shit that you did right yeah. <laughs> it's like a subscription i'll just pay you 15 dollars a month and then there you go whenever i call you you'll just remind me <laughs> Maybe that's something I could add to the Patreon. Like, like. <laughs> no. Well, Mac, also, thank you for continuing the trend of, of the number one ranked QWI award uh, yes. winner or QWI 200 winner retiring the year or stepping away from the ring the year after. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, wait. Who was it last? Billy. Who? Uh, oh, well, he came back. Like he a came back. Later. He came back. He did. I, I, I jest. I jest. In, in all seriousness, though, like, thank I you hope for he all sees this and text me. He's like, you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Billy. Yes, that's oh, so yes. funny. That's yes. so funny. <laughs> Oh, Mac, uh, I, I don't know. I, I I usually ask people to plug where they at, where people can follow them. Like, do you? Like, I'll I'll throw that out to you if you feel so moved to still want people to to follow you on socials and whatnot. I don't know how so, you're feeling. Yeah, definitely still follow me. Keep up with me. Um, it's AC Mac everywhere. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, PlayStation, Tumblr, all of it. Everything is AC Mac. Um, I want you to still follow me. I'm transitioning over. I'm flying out to Vegas at the end of this month to begin the process to get certified to officiate MMA fights. Oh, so okay. That's what I want to do next. Not an actual fighter, but just kind of being the ref and kind of still staying in this world and staying under the lights, but just in a different way. So that's what I'm going to do next. And I want you to follow me on that journey too. So. Oh, for sure. That's awesome. That's an awesome transition. I'm I'm here for that. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Just a way to stay in the world and not have to grind so hard, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I no. want to do, and still be in the in the thick of things, to be in the know. <laughs> My mom was like, "You don't want to just like sell tickets to do marketing for them." I was like, "No, I want to be out there. I just don't want to get hit." <laughs> I want to be out there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, that's well, what's next for AC Mac. <laughs> I know all of us here at LGBT in the Ring will definitely be supporting you on that journey as well. Um, and we'll definitely have to sit down again 
in the future yes. and, and chat a bit because I feel like that'll be a very interesting conversation to hear about too once you start getting into, <laughs> into the yes, fucking I'm cage so with people. <laughs> <laughs> well, AC, thank you so much for coming on the yes, show. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> My thanks once again to AC for coming on the show and, you know, talking so openly and candidly about this decision for himself. I'm super stoked that he is going to be jumping into the uh, the MMA world as a referee um, and starting that journey for himself now. It's really cool to see people, um, you know, branch out and, and want to tackle new challenges in that way. And, and I think AC Mack will leave in-ring competition in pro wrestling um, as someone who definitely left their mark. You know, they etched their name into history books last year. Um, they helped reinvigorate uh, an entire region's pro wrestling scene, one that historically has been <laughs> one that just doesn't really no longevity all that well in, in terms of independent wrestling in the Atlanta area, in Georgia. Um, and consistent longevity, rather, let me just say, because there are some companies in Georgia that have been running for a long, long time. Um, but I think most of all, like, the images that are going to stick with me are the fans that were crying and, and wanting to celebrate Mac after he let them know that, that his time in the ring was over um, back in that building in Tyrone, Georgia. Like that was the first time I saw AC Mac live was in that same building in 2019. And um, I was hooked. So <laughs> I can definitely understand the people that were there to see him so many more times than I did in person in that building. Um, to see their reactions, like that's what I'm going to take away from a lot of this stuff. The emotion of that it rolls right into the emotion of the title win against Alex Shelley and the post match there. Um, you know, winning, not winning. I sorry, I misphrased when I was talking to him, but you know, being named number one in the 2022 QWI 200 list. Um, like obviously, the, the accolades will stand the test of time in terms of the overall history of pro wrestling right but uh the connection that he had with with fans in in atlanta is you know it's not gone away like he said he's still gonna be around um he'll still have those interactions with people but like to see like the outpouring of emotion uh, on their faces like that's fucking pro wrestling to me. And that's what AC Mac meant to that region. And that is something you can always hang your fucking hat on. That's the moments that are going to stick with you uh, for a lifetime there. So that's going to do it for us here this week. Um, make sure to, that if you uh, want to support the show, you can uh, join the roster of lovelies over at patreon.com slash LGBT ring pod. Um, you know, we have a couple of our monthly bonus shows up, including the first episode of uh, Oops All Fun Ones with Anton Voorhees talking all about uh, Legend of Zelda and Final Fantasy and stuff like that. And of course, the first episode of Required Reading with myself and uh, my good friend, one of the people that were 
in those 48-hour film festival trenches with me. Uh, my good friend Hollis, uh, you know, kind of discussing uh, the the last daddy standing match between Effie and Pero, uh, and the, the movie, the thing, you know, pro wrestling and film and conversation with one another. You can subscribe at the $5 tier over there to get those bonus shows. And you can subscribe at the $3 tier to join the roster of lovelies that get shout outs on this show each and every week, uh, including Jerry legend, Val Capone and Alex E. So head on over to patreon.com slash LGBT ring pod. If you feel so moved as to support the show there, um, you know, I obviously know that not everyone can commit to any kind of to financial support in that way. So, um, you know, uh, reviews are great on Apple podcasts as well. Five star reviews are great there. Word of mouth is also, I'm just so, so, so thankful for, Everyone that listens to to this show, for every listener, I love that we get to go on this journey together, and we're not stopping anytime soon. Uh, so, <laughs> but yeah, that's gonna do it for us this week here on the show. Uh, come back next week, and we're gonna have uh, another awesome episode or their awesome interview uh, with another name in the queer pro wrestling world here. But until then, y'all stay messy, wash your hands. Wear your mask, get vaccinated and boosted if at all possible. Same goes for monkeypox. And happy birthday, Joey Mayberry. Everybody's ready to die. Bye.